two, one. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the one that's going to go viral. I can feel it. People of the world, hello and welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language. If you're joining us at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, that's when we're live. Why aren't you editing this video? Because it's live. Today on the show, Entrepreneur offers $1 million to anyone, any single human being who can answer this question. What is that question? It's a question about an anomalous event, according to msn.com, and whether or not consciousness can be uploaded. We're going to be talking about that today on the show. So really, enlightenment for those that stay tuned. YouTube's response to TikTok, there's something called shorts that they're putting out there. Not the kind of shorts you wear in the flood. Facebook aims to reduce political content. Why, oh why, would they do that? Hmm. Snapchat says 59 people used its augmented reality tools during the Super Bowl. It's funny that this is real because I've been talking about this, oh, I don't know, for years. And job posting requests uh, a non-Asian on LinkedIn, which is super stupid and racist. So it turns out you shouldn't do that. Um, for those of you that are big fans of the show, you know that now is the moment that uh, we get to enjoy an intro. Boom. For those of you that are familiar with the live version of the show, you know that your chats in YouTube will appear on the screen. There we have Brad Hess with the answer is 42, and he is correct in that assertion. The answer is, in fact, 42. Entrepreneur offers a million dollars to anyone who can answer this question from msn.com. All links to all articles in the description. Robert Bigelow. Quoting from the article, a Las Vegas real estate mogul and Bigelow Aerospace offers a million buckos to three people who can answer a single, though not a simple, question. As reported by the New York Times, the 75-year-old mogul has always been interested in anomalous events and recently founded the Bigelow Institute for Consciousness Studies to investigate what lies beyond death. Specifically, oh, spoiler alert, we all go to heaven. What? That's a bold claim. Specifically, the billionaire wants to know if it is possible, quote, the survival of human consciousness beyond bodily death. To do this, scientists, neurologists, and psychologists have until August 1st. <laughs> oh, so funny. Immortality if not through the passing on of our genes to our offspring, apparently has a deadline. And that deadline is August 1st of 2021. The Mayans predicted this. To submit a response of up to 25,000 words, there's a limit on how many words immortality can contain. A group of specialist judges, according to the Articulo, will select the winner on November 1st. Thus, the first place will receive $500,000 Second place, 300000 And third, 150000 Jokes aside, I suppose it is true that incentivizing the compression of a human mind into a digital format is not something to perhaps laugh at. Perhaps there is something here. Perhaps immortality is 
on the cusp. Perhaps when you become a 75-year-old real estate mogul, these are the sorts of things you do with your time. I would argue that we have immortality. Um, just because we don't know what happens after we die doesn't mean that somehow there's this nothing, which is a ridiculous concept because how would you even be conscious of nothing? So it would be consciousness of nothingness, which is silly. It's a, it's a paradox. So I don't believe in no consciousness. I think there's just transfer of consciousness. Ta-da! Spoiler alert. So this dude, I mean, kudos to him. I mean, he's throwing out money for what is essentially an extension of what's happening right now. My grandkids, 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 grandkids can watch this episode. Is that not an extension of my consciousness? Is not their ability to absorb what I'm saying in the future not an extension of my consciousness? I know that they want to upload it so that there's immortality, but this is a tale as old as time. Rich guy, you know, looks for immortality beyond death. Uh, Bigelow's interest has grown since his wife, Diane Mona Bigelow, passed away in February 2020 of a bone marrow disease and leukemia. So there you go. Huge impetus. Sorry for his loss. That is no joking matter. I feel terrible now for, for Bigelow because it's often times like these, moments like these, that get people to invest and to do what some might consider crazy stuff. So, however, as reported in the Clarin newspaper, he was introduced to the subject back in 1992 when his son, Rod Lee, took his own life. Ugh. <sighs> so, you look at some people, and I'm not saying all, all rich people are saints. They're obviously not. Uh, what I am saying is that there are connections between things like this, the suicide of a son, and just this prolific life. Um, people that suffer tremendously tend to manifest incredible things or sometimes disastrous things. So kudos to Mr. Bigelow. So he seems not to want to be convinced, this Mr. Bigelow, of the possibility of having a consciousness beyond death because as he told the Times, quote, Personally, I am totally convinced of it. Wow. However, he wants a scientific answer. Oh, I think I'm tripping. I think I've misunderstood this entire article. I think what he's asking for is scientific proof, proof of consciousness beyond death. Perhaps I'm wrong. So... A 90-year-old man paid 200,000 pace. Okay, what is this? Blah, 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 blah. Nonsense. Ah, that's the end of the article. So what is the question that he wants the answer to? Um, he wants to know if it is possible, quote, the survival of human consciousness beyond bodily death. Okay, now I finally understand. I love this guy. This guy is incredible. Are you kidding me? He's forking over a lot of money to essentially go soul hunting. How cool is that? We only have a certain understanding of quantum physics, and it would appear to me that the entire universe is just a tapestry of the same thing. Um, it's just vibrating at different frequencies, and we refer, we refer to those vibrations as a certain molecule. We refer to it as, well, that's oxygen, but it's the tapestry of the universe vibrating in a certain way. So wouldn't... 
the fact that the Earth peoples, as Alan Watts would like to say, that the that the Earth over time just generates people. Is that not an extension of that of that very vibration? It would appear to me that all matter is merely energy condensed into a slow vibration, as Bill Hicks once put it. YouTube's response to TikTok, this from Bloomberg.com. YouTube will introduce a short-form video feature called Shorts to the U.S. in March, making its biggest move yet to respond to the growing challenge from TikTok. So, if you like money, and I will be honest with you, I like money. Um, if you're a big fan of money, you might want to be aware of YouTube Shorts simply because they may become relevant to your business in short order. If you don't have a business, they may become relevant to your entrepreneur vision. By submitting, oh, here we go. Americans will be able to use a preliminary version of Shorts while the company owned by Alphabet Inc.'s Google continues to develop the feature according to Bloomberg.com. YouTube said Wednesday in a blog post, Shorts lets users create and upload 15-second videos, the length of an average video on ByteDance's TikTok. YouTube has been testing the feature in India since September and said the videos are now being watched more than 3.5 billion times a day in the country which is its largest market. It turns out that people are all about condensing these moments. For example, I am a blitz chess player, which is to say that I enjoy playing games where I only have three minutes, you only have three minutes. So if you're gonna sit around and spend 30 seconds on a move while I wait, I am pleased that you are spending your time on that move. People want 15 second in and out sort of content. They also want Long-form content, Joe Rogan, three hours, that sort of thing. So there's a market. There's a market for incredibly short content. And so there you have it. Shorts it is. TikTok's surge in popularity during the coronavirus pandemic, according to the article, has forced other social media companies to adjust their strategy and come up with similar products. Facebook Inc.'s Instagram debuted Reels, while Snap Inc. introduced Snapchat's Spotlight and YouTube unveiled Shorts. So I wrote a book called Everybody's Doing It, and this is a good example of how everybody is doing it. Same thing. Hey, guess what the internet is? The internet is either words, spoken or written, sounds, obviously, video, pictures. This is it. This is the entirety of the internet. It has not changed at all over many years. If you look at it under that context, yes, we have augmented reality. You can put a mustache on you when you're on Snapchat, these sorts of things. But the crux of the issue remains the same. And so one particular company can only mimic what everyone else is doing in terms of trends. You can say technology is evolving. It's getting faster. But we are only still just seeing words, images, videos, audio. Facebook aims to reduce political content. Social media today. Last week, Facebook announced that it's launching a new test that will see a reduction of political content in people's news feeds. Quote, as Mark Zuckerberg mentioned in our recent earnings call, one common piece of feedback we hear is that people don't want political content to take over their news feed. Drink tea, it's good for you. I'm drinking a 2011 by Mudan. 2011 by Mudan from Tea and Whisk. If you call Tea and Whisk, located in Henderson, Nevada, well, is it Las Vegas? One of the two. Uh, ask for Leo. Say Kellen sent you. Over the next few months, we'll work to better understand people's varied preferences for political content and test a number of approaches based on those insights. Okay. Number one, 
Zuckerberg testifies in front of Congress. That has to be incredibly nerve-wracking. He doesn't want to do that as much. Number two, they developed a Supreme Court of Facebook so that they can simply say, hey, look, it's not us, it's the Supreme Court. Don't hate us. Uh, number three, that is a Chinese um, emperor-style management um, uh, philosophy called Wu Wei, which basically means do nothing. So they're so massive that they're behaving like ancient Chinese emperors. Uh, are we on number four? Let's say we're on number four. Um, people fight politically on Facebook all the time. And so there's a huge incentive for Facebook to continue that fighting. Now, it's unethical and wrong. If we're having conversations, if we are learning from one another, that's great. Um, so you could argue that Facebook is not really being a referee. They're saying, just do your thing. It's fine. Um, and it's gotten them into a lot of hot water. So at this point, I think Facebook's willing to take a marketing hit and say, you know what? We are going to reduce the distribution, according to the article, of political content in news feeds for a small percentage of people in Canada, Brazil, and Indonesia this week and in the U.S. in coming weeks. Now, the timing of this is also interesting because obviously much of the world operates uh, using democracy and in the United States, at least, we are not currently undergoing an election. So I think this would be a much larger news story uh, if this were a month or two ago. Or should I say three? So anyway, so according to the article, this seems like a positive step. Is it? We'll see. Facebook has long been criticized for allowing potentially dangerous politically motivated movements to thrive, which has led to various incidents of real world harm. This, of course, is where I draw the line. Um, we uh, don't want, um, I cannot imagine my son or my daughter being hurt um, in this sort of thing could have been prevented. It wasn't. Free speech is used as the argument um, to say, okay, well, you know, this is a, it's free speech. It's fine. Um, Facebook is a private company. They can do what they want. Um, so ultimately, a case-by-case -case basis is necessary to fully understand each particular piece of the puzzle. Facebook is enormous. Snapchat says 59 million people used its AR tools during the Super Bowl. I have had a vision of the Super Bowl for many, many years now, um, where uh, Henderson, thank you, Esther. <laughs> Number one fan, Esther Sass, Sass Insurance. If you want to get your insurance by the best possible insurance agent in the known universe and parallel universe, just do a Google search for Sass Insurance. Talk to Esther or her assistant, Lisa, and you will be pleasantly surprised. Snapchat says 59 million users uh, used its AR tools during the Super Bowl. What does this mean? This means that uh, my vision was you had all these people actually at the Super Bowl and the number of ads actually was diminished, which is to say that, you know, like the Coca-Cola stuff on the side and it was just more blank space but people would be donning their artificial intelligence lenses and they would be seeing those ads customized for them. So obviously you want to hit your target demographic with a specific ad and blank space is the best way to do that in augmented reality. Now this isn't that, but it is a step towards that vision that I've had now for many years. AR is set for major growth in 2021, according to social media today, offering consumers more interactive, engaging options to connect virtually which will also open up new avenues for shopping promotions and brand association. 
Underlining this, this week, Snapchat has shared some data on the usage of its AR tools during the recent Super Bowl, which saw a range of big-name brands employing Snap lenses within their campaigns. Snap lenses. Quote, over 59 million U.S. Snap chatters engaged with AR lenses on Super Bowl Sunday, and brands got in on the fun. From Cheetos stealing to partying with Wayne and Garth to rocking an AR Jason Alexander hoodie, brands extended their broadcast stories to Snapchat, and U.S. Snap chatters played with sponsored AR lenses over 200 million times. So imagine, for example, you're watching the inter the internet that's so funny you're watching so imagine you're watching the internet and it's a series of tubes so imagine you're watching the matrix and you're like oh that's so cool i love this bullet scene neo's doing or whatever and then you go on snapchat and there's a filter where like the bullet, the slow motion bullets are flying towards you or you can create this sort of backdrop it, it is starting to merge the worlds of what you see on the screen in your world. Those two worlds are going to blend and we are going to achieve wish fulfillment. And what we need to understand is that we need to be careful, and this is a story as old as time, uh, of what we wish for, which is to say that if you want to um, slay a dragon, you already can do that, but it will be an immersive experience in short order. Um, to what extent is the human mind capable of evolving into that space? We are going to find out because that is exactly what's coming. And there's going to be an underpinning, a undertow of brands that are going to go straight George Orwell 1984 on our brains, uh, where they basically are going to psychologically manipulate us into spending all of our time and money in that space. We've seen it with Facebook. We only have the virtual reality in our pockets. Just wait until it's an immersive experience. People often criticize um, parents for letting their kids have too much screen time. I find that ironic given the fact that I spend my life staring at a screen, making money on that screen. So I'm not arguing that we pull our kids away from it. What we do is educate them and have them understand and practice patience practice humility, understand ethics at a digital level. Esther writes, subliminal seduction. Ooh. Sexy topic. Final story of the day. Job posting requests non-Asian in LinkedIn blunder. This from abc7news.com. San Francisco, a now removed Bay, excuse me, Bay Area job posting by a tech company on LinkedIn has drawn immense criticism for requiring applicants to be non-Asian. How stupid can you be? Stephen Lee's girlfriend was on LinkedIn earlier this month when she noticed a posting by the tech company Aptude. Oof. Here's the thing. So people talk about Aptude. They talk about um, all press is good press. Yikes. I am mentioning them, mind you. I get that. I'm giving them ad time here on the show doing that. But ouch, who's going to go work for them? Upon closer inspection under job requirements were the words non-Asian. Oof, who did that? Quote, my girlfriend found it. I was so shocked uh, and she sent it to me. I definitely wasn't going to let it go unnoticed. So I decided I would post it on LinkedIn more as an effort to increase awareness both in the professional world and to get my eyes from the company itself. And from LinkedIn, said Stefan, let's say, via text. 
So this is one of, all right, do not crucify me. I'm going to defend Aptude for just a second. Please do not kill me. It's probably one person, but maybe it's not. We don't know. This is all I'm saying. So to put non-Asian on a job request thing is obviously the dumbest thing you could possibly do. It's illegal and it's, it's horrifying. Now, Aptude is probably a company with more people than just the person who did that is all I'm saying. Now, it is possible that Aptude has rampant racism and is this horrifying company and this is the outward manifestation of that horrific mentality that they happen to have. This is possible. I have no idea. I'm speculating. I am also saying that it is possible that there are a bunch of good people that work at this company and they are horrified as well and going, how? How did this happen? Ridiculous. So there's my two seconds on, on the aptitude front. But clearly, a massive racist blunder. And so they have to deal with this. Um, I'm reminded of the systemic racism that a lot of Asian folks um, suffer when they try to get into college. There, I've read a bunch of articles, seen a bunch of documentaries on this where it's just not fair. You know, you've got the 4.0, you, you valedictorian, you do all the extracurriculars, and then some college entrance person based on your race doesn't, you know, doesn't see you in the same light as they would see someone else. It's, it's very sad and needs to be solved. Uh, Esther writes, famous book about marketing tactics that consumers were unaware of is uh, what subliminal seduction was. <laughs> That is good context to have, Esther. Thank you, our amazing co-host, Esther Sass. You know you want to buy insurance from her. Entrepreneur offers $1 million to anyone who can answer this question. We're going to review everything. But before we do, why don't you join us? You know you want to. 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can chat. You can say whatever you want. You can troll me. You can say jokes. You can say jokes. Who says jokes? You can tell jokes. You can have a lot of fun. I'm going to move this chat box so people can see the screen, iTunes, and Spotify. You can find us there. Uh, if you want to show us extra super amazing love, why don't you hit the subscribe button? I also happen to own a company called Send It Rising Internet Marketing. Hey, do you need a website? Do you need to run Google ads, Facebook ads? Do you need to write blogs or have blogs written for you? Do you have an entrepreneurial idea you'd like to talk about? Come on the show and talk to me about it. Or email us at info, info at senditrising.com. Do you know a business owner that could use some internet marketing? Oh me, oh my, you could refer us. Let's summarize. Turns out that we are looking for a soul. Does anyone know for a fact whether a soul exists? I do. It definitely exists there. Wouldn't it be cool if uh, a quantum physicist found that there was a way in which the body vibrates at a certain time? And at that time, that specific vibration is what we refer to as consciousness. And that particular vibration uh, extends into the universe after it's had its fun with the, uh, with the body it happens to be vibrating within. Something to this nature, not a physical object, but rather a literal energy that is moving and vibrating in the particular uh, vessel, if you will. Perhaps this is why we have not been able to find consciousness because it is in fact more a song than it is a physical object. That it is more 
the vibrations of a word than it is a book. YouTube's response to TikTok, shorts are coming. I'm going to be wearing shorts shortly. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you kidding me? That's a spring joke. Facebook aims to reduce political content, and they should. It's kind of gotten out of control. Snapchat says 59 million people used its AR tools during the superest of bowls. I did not think it was the superest of bowls, but I did enjoy it. Had fun with family. Uh, shout out to Chelsea Smith Cosmetics. Check her out. She is incredible. That's my sister. Job posting requests non-Asian in LinkedIn blunder. Yeah, stupid. This is what stupid looks like. Um, you could argue ignorance. But I'll go with both. Stupid and ignorant. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for swinging by the show today. It was everything I've ever wanted it to be. Shout out to Brad. We're going to open up the chat box just one more time so you can enjoy his comment. There it is. Can you see it? Brad Hess, Handyman Matters. Ace, uh, Handyman Matters. Ace, help me out, Brad. Let me pitch your product. Write your your stuff. Uh, If you are in the Las Vegas area, you need uh, to hire Brad Hess and Brad Hess's amazing team to fix your stuff at your house. And Brad happens to be tall. Uh, Yeah, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show for today. My name is Kellen Kautzman and uh, Ace Handyman Services. Uh, Ace, like the card. You understand what I'm saying? Handyman, like a man who's handy, but not handsy. Services, like servicios. That's 702-323-6431. Give them a ring. You know that TV that's sitting on your floor? They can hang it for you. They can do all sorts of things. Bathroom issues. I mean, you don't have to talk to Brad about your bathroom issues. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying call Brad Hess at Ace Handyman Services. 702-323-6431. I'm not saying call him and talk about your bathroom issues. All I'm saying is that if you were to call him, he's very tall. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for swinging by the show today. We very much appreciate it. Shout out to Brad and Esther in chat. You know I love you. And we are going to... Say goodbye. So much outro. <laughs> so much Brad. <laughs> Read his comments. You know you want to. Bye. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm still here. Because we need to read this comment. Many but not all bathroom issues handled expertly. (laughs) Oh, man. These guys are funny. Okay, I'm going to leave for a